This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Chris Creston has to roll up his shirt sleeves now and get ready to bring it. It's time for Creston's Cuts. She said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. Uber is ISIS. You know what ISIS means? Oh, Uber is hey. ISIS. Oh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. Well, Chris, what do you have up your sleeve in Crescent's Cuts today? I had to do a quick uh, rush job and grab something because we were just talking about uh, Justin Bieber not taking selfies with his fans. And I brought up Ringo Starr, mm-hmm. Mr. Richard Starkey, getting a little upset with his fans back in 2008. And I <laughs> ju- dusted off this gem nice. from YouTube where Ringo said to his fans, peace and love, peace and love. I don't want you to send me any mail anymore. Crescent's got number one. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. (laughs) Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Stop telling me you love me so much. Wow, I love <laughs> that. He's got a deadline. That's great. Bieber should have put a deadline on the uh, photos. I think that he did start taking fan mail again after that. I don't know for because I think it sort of fell apart. By the way, great minds think alike. Art Vandalay at Put the Kibosh on Twitter also sent me that. Art. Yeah. He's in the. Uh, he's an importer exporter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ah, and uh, remember yesterday we were uh, talking a little bit about we were. T- I played Church Lady and the intro to Church Lady that had the voice of Phil Hartman on yeah. it, one of my all-time favorites from Saturday Night Live, a great voice actor from The Simpsons as well, did the uh, Troy McClure and uh, Lionel Hutz uh, voices on The Simpsons. Um, uh, David Spade, also from SNL, was on the Howard Stern show, I believe it was this morning, and he was talking to him, talking to Howard about his relationship with some of the guys from SNL, and in particular Rob Schneider. And apparently Rob Schneider and him did not have a good time. They're friends now, mm-hmm. but he tells a story in his new book that Rob actually took a script that he wrote for SNL and put his name on it and took credit for it and uh, did not give Dave credit for that script that he had written for, for the show. Um, and while they were on the topic of Rob Schneider – an interesting story about Phil Hartman and Rob Snyder that I had never heard before came up. That this, this is, I, I don't even think this is in the book, but this is a, a sort of violent story from the uh, writer's room in SNL. Oh, fun. Okay. Creston's got number two. Uh, what, but you say in the book, too, I mean, I, I don't mean to harp on Rob. I like Rob a lot. Yeah, but, easy. Uh, but Phil Hartman once threw Rob against a wall to, to uh, beat him up. Why was that? What was the problem and there? And said, I'll put a bullet in your head if you do wow. this again. What yeah. did he do? He, oh, God. <laughs> well, you wrote this stuff. I don't what think did... I put this. Oh, you didn't? What did he do? Uh, he, <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, he, uh, I guess there was an intern for Weekend Update that was cute. Uh-oh. And Ra, but Phil 
newer, felt like they were family or something and got her hired for college credit. Oh, so he didn't want uh, and Rob hitting Rob, her. No, Rob's girlfriend saw her oh. and said, why is this girl so cute and work here? And said, get rid of her. And so Rob fired her. Oh. And Rob fired her without telling Phil, and she oh. lost her college credit. Oh, oh, my God. And Phil came in. And grabbed him in the writers' meeting and threw him against the wall. Boy, oh boy! <laughs> oh, oh the hijinks! But uh, <laughs> the and drama. Phil is the nicest guy in the world. Was the nicest guy in Was the world. Was the nicest guy. Yeah, kind of past tense there. Wow. Kind of crazy. Kind of dirty stories about Rob Schneider. How I does she, how does the girlfriend not know how she became so beautiful? It's like she won the genetic lottery. <laughs> we see them every day, right? Exactly. Good genes. There you go. Good-looking people make good-looking babies. No, not, not all always. Not always. Cindy Crawford's parents are nothing copies. to look at. Nothing to look at. And are you, did you ever watch the newsroom on HBO? Jeff Daniels. Yes, of course I did. Playing a uh, news anchor, and they always get everything right. And it's sort of, sort of uh, revisionist history on a lot of things. It was kind of a complaint, but a good political and drama set in a newsroom typical Aaron Sorkin kind of dialogue mm-hmm. a lot of chatter 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 a lot of words in not a lot of time and uh, but uh, Jeff Daniels the show is now over took on the role of Will McAvoy once again to sort of recreate the pivotal moment in the pilot of that series where he decides you know what I'm not going to be this talking head anymore I'm going to be the anchor who tells it like it is and he was on I believe this was Bloomberg and uh, did a little uh, a little break into into Will McAvoy character when talking about the presidential election. All right, Crescent Scott number three. Can you say why Donald Trump is the best case scenario for Hillary Clinton? Well, I think for the first time in election history, I think her opponent might donate to her campaign. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to hold you an answer on that. What makes Donald Trump the best case scenario for Hillary Clinton? Now, Jeff, Jeff, I'm not going to let you go to, back to the airport without giving me an actual answer on this question. What makes Donald Because he's not the best case scenario, John. That's my <laughs> answer. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is a fact-bending loose cannon who alienates mainstream voters with everything he says. But he gets, he gets constant media attention for free. It won't be a day from now until November when Trump isn't on every TV channel. And with a straight face, you're going to tell me that electing a woman is unprecedented? Germany elected a female chancellor. Brazil elected a female president. Denmark, Poland, Korea, Argentina, Norway, Liberia, Cyprus are run by women. So 22 sovereign states in the world have already beat us on this. All right, all right, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, fine. yeah, I, okay, 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 game change, guy. Just in case you accidentally find yourself writing a third book, there's some things that you should know. And, and one of them is there's absolutely no evidence to support the statement that Trump is the best case scenario for Hillary Clinton. 38% of the people gave her a favorable rating. 30% of the people say that she's honest and trustworthy. And just 22% of Democrats say they're enthusiastic about her being the nominee. Sure, she'd be Trump in some categories, like millennials who don't even show up to vote. She also leads in the number of messages deleted on her personal email server, but that aside. So when you ask, you ask what makes Trump the best case scenario for Hillary, I don't know what the f*** you're talking about. His tiny hands? (laughs) The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640 or download the app at 640toronto.com.